This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching today. We want you to stay tuned today as we discuss a story that's found in the Old Testament that centers around the life of the young man by the name of Joseph and the time that he was in Egypt. And our lesson is entitled, Remembering Our Faults. Remembering Our Faults. I hope that you'll stay tuned today. Now, on getting to know your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. I'd like to emphasize the course is free. We want you to have it. And in order that you might know more about it, that you might know how to receive the course, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail. And it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. Today we're going to be reading out of the book of Genesis. We'll be reading today from the 40th chapter, and I'll start reading in verse number 9. The chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream, behold, there was a vine before me. And in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head, and restore thee unto thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former matter which thou wast his butler. But, but think on me when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me. And listen to what Joseph asked. Make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. Now let me read verse 23. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. This is one of those interesting stories of the Bible. Most children that have been going to Sunday school have, have learned the story about Joseph and about the, the chief butler and the baker. And, and, and this is one of those very interesting stories of the Bible. But there are some tremendous lessons to be learned from it. And, and let's look first of all at the, the uh, dream of the chief butler. And we just read that. And he had a dream. And in that dream he said that uh, uh, he saw uh, a vine and there were three branches and there were grapes and, and there was the, the king's cup. And the interpretation of it was that, that in three day, days, you're going to be restored to your former position as chief butler. And that happened just as uh, he had uh, been predicted. And then the baker had a dream, and he saw a basket full of baked goods, and, 
And then he saw the birds come and, and eat them off of his head. And, and the interpretation of it was that three days you're going to be hanged. And, and that happened just as it had been said. But, but the thing that, that Joseph wanted the chief butler to do is that when you get out of prison, I want you to remember me and remember what I have done for you. We need to make a habit of getting even with people. Not, not people that have wronged us, but those people that have helped us. Have you ever gone out of your way to help someone else only to have them to forget about your kindness? Well, that's the story we have in this text. Someone to whom Joseph showed kindness only to have him forget about the kindness that had been shown. And so there was just this sin, simple, tender request on the part of Joseph, remember me, remember me. And it is an easy thing to forget the very things that we ought to remember. And that was the chief butler's fault. And the chief butler even admitted that that was his fault in failing to remember the kindness that had been shown to him. It's easy to forget the kindnesses that have been shown to us. Maybe someone helped you get a job. Have you ever thanked them for helping you? Maybe someone went out of their way to help you when you were in financial trouble. Maybe someone came to minister to you to help you when you're in time of sickness. And maybe they knelt beside your bed and prayed that God would help you and to, to overcome that illness. Maybe there have been times that your family was falling apart and you had someone to step in and to help you pull it back together. Maybe there are those that have helped you when your spirits were sagging. You see, all of us at some time in our lives have had someone to show kindness to us. We ought never, ever forget those kinds of kindnesses. You think about those who sacrifice for us in so many different ways. Why don't you stop and think right now of those in the military who are sacrificing right now to protect us from foreign enemies? And think about those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for us. How thankful and grateful we ought to be. Think about the person that maybe led you to the Lord. That opened up the, the, the book called the Bible and explained to you what you needed to do to, to be saved. But think about those who have blazed the trail today before us in this country. We need to be so grateful for people who have blessed us in unbelievable ways. There are people that have helped us along life's way. I can remember back in the early days when uh, my wife and I were struggling. At the very beginning, while I was still in college and right after I got out of college, oh, we were struggling. And there were those who helped us at that time. And I will never, ever forget the kindnesses that were shown. It is a strength of character to remember what other people do for you. And it is a weakness of character when we forget about that. 
And we need to remember the little things that people have done. I want you to look in chapter 41 in verse 9, and this is the chief butler's confession. He said, I do remember my faults this day. He remembered that he forgot about Joseph when he got out of prison. And Joseph was still in prison. You see, all of us have our faults. Some have faults of temper. And they're just prone to, to just lose their temper. As we sometimes say, fly off the handle at the very least thing. There are those who have faults of the tongue. They, they have a hard time controlling their tongue. And they say things sometimes they, they, they wish later they hadn't said. That's just one of their weaknesses and one of the faults that they have. Some have faults in their, in their character. Their faults against God. Their, their faults against their own souls. Their faults of negligence. Their faults of, 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 of ingratitude toward mankind in general. You see, all of us have our faults. But you know, we are prone to be aware of someone else's faults and we're not aware of our own. I remember reading a little story and this goes back to the time that I was in school many years ago, but this story has stuck with me because it teaches a great lesson. And it was back in the time when a housewife would wash her clothes and then she would hang them out on the line to dry. And she had a neighbor who was a rather busy body type person, nosy. And one day this lady had her clothing out on the line and her busy body neighbor looked out the window and she began to criticize her laundry that was hanging on the line. She said, it's so dingy looking. She, she, she doesn't know how to wash clothes. And this nosy neighbor got down so close to her window pane that the tip of her nose touched the window. And when she stepped back, there was a little spot on the window where her nose had been. You see, her nose rubbed the dirt off of her window pane. And she, when she looked through the little spot where her nose had cleaned the window, she observed that her neighbor's laundry was sparkling white. You see, she was the one who needed to do some cleaning. And, but we're so prone to look at the faults of other people and to be aware of our own faults. We all have them. And we know that others uh, have uh, uh, lives that uh, ought not to be the way they are. And we may have a tendency to, to criticize those lives. But we need to look at ourselves. And this attitude arises from a too high estimate of oneself. I believe I read somewhere that a man ought to not think more highly of himself than he ought to think. You see, God wants us to remember. So many things to remember. The chief butler 
should have remembered Joseph's request, but he did not. But then he said, Today I remember my faults. And so God has a way of bringing us into remembrance. He has a way of making us realize the faults that each and every one of us has. I want you to think about it. When we have faults and we recognize them, there are several things we can do with those faults. One thing we can do with them is to forget about them. We, we can just pretend they don't exist. Another thing we can do when we realize that we have faults, whatever that fault might be, is we can point a finger at someone else that has a fault in an effort to divert attention from my own faults. And that's in fact what some people do. It might be pointed out some particular weakness that they have, some fault they have in their life. I've gone to see people maybe who were not coming to church. And I would try to encourage them to, to, to get back in a right relationship with the Lord and to become active and involved and faithful in the church. Only to have them point at some person in the church who was also struggling. And I've heard them refer to them as being hypocritical. Well, what is it to be hypocritical? Well, it's to know to do right and fail to do it. You better think about that definition. To know to do right and to fail to do it is being hypocritical. But, but, but then they point to the faults of others to get the spotlight off of themselves. Now, that's one thing people do with their faults. But, but the correct thing to do it is to acknowledge it. And I think that's the hardest thing to do in life, don't you? Just, just say, well, you know, I was wrong. I, I said such and so, and I shouldn't have said that. I, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. And it is difficult to say that to God. But we need to remember our faults. In First John 1 and 9, the Bible says if we... Confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we have faults. And we need to remember that we have faults. And that's the reason that we are in desperate need of the forgiveness that only God can give. It is so easy to forget. It is easy to forget the things we ought to remember. In 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter talked about he that is blind cannot see afar off and hath forgotten, hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Sometimes it's easy for us to forget what the Lord has done for us, but much less the kindnesses that someone else has done. But there is no kindness shown toward us as great as the giving of the divine Son of God. That's the greatest kindness of all. And may we never forget it. 
Also in Second Peter, that, as a matter of fact, that same chapter, Peter realized that people were prone to forget. And he said, as long as I'm in this body, I'll not be negligent to put you in remembrance of these things. That's the reason we need to be taught over and over again what, what's right. But it's easy to forget what the Lord has done. It's easy to forget that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. That He was sacrificed on the cross of Calvary for us. Every Lord's Day, when God's people come together and they gather around the Lord's table, and they do that for a reason. You may disagree with me, but I believe that the partaking of the Lord's Supper on the Lord's Day is the focal point of our being there. I did not say the most important thing. It is important for us to come together and to sing and to pray. It is important for us to come together to give as we've been prospered. But it is Equally as important for us to come together to remember Jesus. And it just may be that that was the focal point, the focal reason, or the catalyst that brought those early Christians together on the Lord's Day. So they would never forget the kindness been shown to them by the Lord. When Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper in Luke, the 22nd chapter, in verse 19, He said, this do in remembrance of me. You do this so you will continually remember me. Inasmuch as we are eternally prone to forget the things we ought to remember, the Lord knew that we needed something every Sunday to bring us back to the cross so that we would remember the sacrifice, so that we would remember the atonement, we would remember the source of our forgiveness. And so we are prone to forget. It's easy to forget. And we need to be reminded of what the Lord has done. We need to remember the blessings that have been showered on us. Too numerous to count. Oh, James tries in James 1.17 to impress it on us. I wonder sometimes when we read this verse, and I'm going to read it to you now, I wonder if we really understand. There James says that every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above. For from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. All of the gifts, all of the blessings of life are from the bountiful hand of God. David in the 103rd Psalm said in verse 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. You see, it's the height of ingratitude to fail to remember. And when we fail to remember, we need to remember our fault. And we need to make it right with God. We need to remember the dangers to which we are exposed. And you and I are exposed to great eternal danger. Hell is a real place. It's not imaginary. 
It's not just something that preachers talk about to try to get an audience emotional. Hell is real. And in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41, Jesus said, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. There are those, there are those that have tried to put out the fires of hell with their theology, but the words of Jesus still ring out clear. There's a hell. And we need to remember that. And we need to do everything possible to avoid it. And guess what? That's why Jesus went to the cross. Because He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by Him. And to come to Him, and that we might go to heaven, that we might miss eternal uh, uh, hell, we must believe Jesus is the Christ. We must repent of our sins, confess we believe in Him, and we're to be baptized for the remission of our sins. For our Lord said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Let, let's never forget what the Lord has done, and let's never forget the danger to which we're exposed. You know, Luke chapter 17 and thir verse 32, Jesus simply said, Remember Lot's wife. Why do you suppose Jesus said that? You remember the story in the Old Testament? That Lot was fleeing away from Sodom and they were told not to look back. His wife looked back. She turned into a pillar of salt. And, and we're told to remember Lot's wife. There was an apparent danger. There was an impending danger. Sodom was to be destroyed. And she was told to flee. And the only thing she was told is don't look back. But she did. She did the very thing she was told not to do. And she paid a tremendous price for it. We need to start listening better to God and remember God's warnings. We need to remember that there is an eternity ahead of us all. We need to do everything possible to prepare for that eternity. And we do that by remembering the Lord. In the great book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon begins the twelfth chapter like this. Remember. Do what? Remember. When? Remember now. Who? Remember now thy creator. Remember your God. Remember there is a God in heaven. And the thing we ought to remember today is that there is a God. A God in whom we live and move and have our being. A God who is above all, through all, and in you all, Ephesians 4, 6. We need to remember. But let me ask you today, in closing, do you have faults? Oh, you say, Brother Lambert, I've got a lot of faults. But I tell you, the other people that have more faults than mine no, we're not talking about the faults of others. We're talking about our own. Don't you remember I said it's easier to talk about somebody else's faults than it is to talk about our own? And we need to remember the faults that we have. We need to remember the sin that is in our life. We need to do something about ridding ourselves 
of that. That's possible. Do, do, do you have faults against God? Is there some fault that you have with some other individual? Do others have faults with which you need to help them? In Galatians 6 and 1, Paul said, If a man be overtaken in a fault, those of you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. So there's a way that we can help others with their faults when they have been overcome by them. But may I point this out. In helping others with their faults, we should never have a, an arrogant, self-righteous attitude about it. Because we too have feet that are made out of clay. And under all of the pressures and the temptations of life, we too can stumble and fall. We too have our faults. But we need to remember our faults. First of all, remember the kindnesses others have shown to us. Never forget those kindnesses. When we fail to remember those kindnesses, may God give us the strength, may God give us the courage, the determination to overcome that, to remember our fault, and to get it right with Him. Now I want to thank you for listening today as we talked about this Old Testament story of Joseph being in prison and asking to be remembered, being forgotten, and then the man who forgot him acknowledged it. And that tells me that we ought to be like that as well. If we've forgotten, we need to remember. I want you to think about these things, and may I right now give you an invitation to visit the Church of Christ in your community, and we want you to, to visit the, your earliest convenience. You say, well, I'm not sure where it's located. Why don't you call us? We'll give you that information. And right now, before we close, please pick up the telephone. Call the number that you have seen on the screen. Join in with thousands of other people, literally all over the world, who are studying this Bible correspondence course. People are telling us daily how much this course has meant to them. Some of you that are watching right now, would say that. If someone were able to talk to you, you'd say, please get the course, study the course. Study it, fill it out, mail it back in for grading. Some of you have already taken the course. You've been thinking about being baptized. You know that you should. And may I urge you to do that. Jesus said, if you love me, well then you keep my commandments. And Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. I want to thank you for watching today. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, 
Summerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles.